Hello and welcome to the Juggernaut Podcast. My name is Anthony James and this is episode seven. Joined today with co-host Stephanie Flood. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I am great. I cannot believe we're at the season finale already of the Juggernaut Podcast. Yeah, and this is going to be an incredible episode, probably the most inspiring episode uh, of the season all seven episodes of the season. This will definitely <laughs> rock your world. So we have a special guest. Uh, her name is McKenna Schwab. She is a 17-year-old, absolute phenomenal human being. She was actually the 2019 national champion for the Children's Miracle Network. And she is just going to rock our world with an incredibly inspiring story and message about adaptation. And I think it's appropriate, Stephanie, in this world that we find ourselves in, that we learn how to adapt a little bit better. And so none other than McKenna Schwab is really going to help us understand how to better adapt. So why don't you go ahead, Stephanie, and give the formal introduction to McKenna? Absolutely. So if you attended R4 in 2019, you might have heard McKenna in the opening general session. She absolutely shared an incredible message. And today we have her here for all of you to share a private message to all of our listeners here on the Juggernaut Podcast. So she will leave you inspired. She will leave you believing in the good of others. And she will help us learn how to adapt to challenges within our own lives. So McKenna was born with a rare disease called Larson syndrome. She's had countless surgeries and procedures at Seattle Children's Hospital. Not only has she been a great patient, but she has made giving back to the hospital a priority in her life. She has truly worked to create miracles for other children at Seattle Children's Hospital by raising, wait for it, well over $1 million dollars. Wow. Applause, 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 right? McKenna, welcome to the Juggernaut Podcast. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, we are so honored to have you here so that we can all learn from you and the amazing miracles that you have helped to create and the miracles that have been created at Seattle Children's Hospital for you. To, to get us started, can you give us a little detail about your background? Tell the audience about Larson Syndrome and the challenges that you face since that first visit to Seattle Children's Hospital at, at one week old. Yeah, absolutely. So I was born with a rare connective tissue disorder called Larson syndrome. And Larson syndrome looks different in different people. But for me, all of the joints in my body are dislocated. I have instabilities in my spine, my C-spine, which is your neck, and in my airways. And so from day one, there was a lot of unknowns for me. Um, I've had over 20 surgeries now, uh, to give me not only my independence, but to give me my life. And all of those surgeries have been at Seattle Children's Hospital. And, you know, I couldn't be more grateful for the place that I've gotten to call my second home. The doctors there have become family and the nurses there. I'm always excited and I try and sneak on the patient floor to see if I can say hi to them, you know, during different appointment visits. Um, and like I said, I've had over 20 surgeries. So lots of time has been spent in the hospital. And I can say with 100% certainty that there's no place I would rather be. Wow. Well, McKenna, thank you so much for just kind of sharing that backstory. Um, how old are you today? You are you're in high school. Is that correct? Yeah, I am 18 years old. I just turned 18 in the last couple of weeks. I'm a senior. So 
it looks a little different than we thought it would, but you know, it's, it's exciting. This next step is starting in my life and it's been a really awesome time to just get to reflect on the last 18 years and make me even more excited for this, this next piece that's coming. Yeah. I just love your enthusiasm and just this zeal and zest for life that I can just feel coming through the telephone, mind you. I wish I could see you. I wish you were here with us. Obviously, circumstance wouldn't have it that way. Um, but I also had the chance to first hear your story uh, back at R4 in 2019. And, uh, you know, absolutely just brought tears to my eyes. And it was just so inspiring, McKenna, to watch you, you know, get on stage and share your journey, number one but to really share your passion for giving back to the Children's Miracle Network and the hospital specifically in Seattle, but really all across the nation. I know you're heavily involved with CMN and the work you have done has been nothing short of extraordinary. So I'd love for you to just kind of take us back to when you were seven years old, McKenna, uh, and the yeah. bake sale. Well, I don't know if it was a bake sale or some sort of uh, fundraising event that you did at seven years old. And that really began your journey. So can you kind of take us back and and share, you know, the inspiration that you received to kind of give that, uh, to, to go about that first fundraiser? And that's really kind of catapulted you into the last, you know, 10, 11 years of your life where you've been doing a lot of philanthropy across the U.S. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I was, like you said, seven or maybe I was eight, um, eight years old, I was on my way home from an appointment with my parents and I asked them if I could sell cookies and lemonade and give the proceeds to the hospital, a place that, like I said, has become such a comforting place to me, ironically enough. Um, and that was what we did. That's exactly what we did. We did a bake sale that first year and going into it, I said, Oh, maybe we'll raise like a couple hundred dollars. Like that was what, that was what the goal was. And we ended up raising over $6,000 that first year. And it completely blew me away. I live in a pretty small town in Washington state and the support of the community that just surrounded us and was, you know, touched by hearing my story and, people that had their own stories with Seattle children was amazing to just get to meet that community and get to start something that would grow bigger than I don't even think eight year old me could understand. Um, from that first year though, I was hooked and it became something that we did every year. Um, so that fourth Saturday in October, which was trademarked as the make a difference day. And it's pretty popular in Wenatchee and, We've done it every year. So we've started that first year with a bake sale and we've done, we've done toy drives. We did Krispy Kremes one year. We raised funds for red radio flyer wagons. We've done Mac packs, which are packs of food for inpatient families who can't leave their child to go get food or who can't afford to get food. Um, we've done things for Make-A-Wish, Alaska and Washington. We've done things for Camp Cory, which is a camp up in Washington for kids who have serious medical conditions and it's a place for them to just kick back and be a kid. And it has been such an amazing experience to grow and, you know, hear different people's stories through this world of, you know, medical challenges. And so after about five years of doing these projects in 2016, um, we took the plunge and created the Max Fire Foundation, which is a nonprofit, and it's McKenna Plus Inspire, and it's to help me 
continue my goal of reaching and helping and inspiring kids and families who are facing those serious medical conditions because my family and I went through it and we know that other people can too. And it's been such a great opportunity to encourage volunteering, to encourage giving back. And it's taught me a lot about myself and what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's given me a great opportunity and given me a lot of amazing experiences like working with Children's Miracle Network um, and getting to go to our floor and getting to do a lot of really amazing things. And so I'm very grateful for the experiences and all that we've done over the last almost 10 years, which is crazy to me looking back on it. Um, so like Stephanie was saying, we've raised over $1.2 million for kids and families facing serious medical conditions. We've done hundreds of Mac packs. We've collected thousands of toys. And I just, I'm very grateful for the last 10 years and all we've been able to do. I, I don't know another word to use than inspired or miraculous. Just what you're doing is so impactful. And to even think of some of the things that you have done, like the Mac packs, and how thoughtful that was. And of course, that almost has to come from an insider who understands that that's something that's needed. But those of us um, on, you know, on the outside who haven't been there, that's not even something I would consider, but how specialized that was. Just, wow. Um, Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about, of course, on your journey and all of the fundraising that you've done and the creative ways that you've done things. Tell us about your experience with Make-A-Wish and what your wish was and how you use that platform. Not not for you necessarily or your family to go on a trip to Disney World or something that a lot of kids choose, but instead you used your wish for something really special. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I was blessed with a wish in a time that I really needed it. Um, I was about to go through major spinal surgery and it was an opportunity to take my mind off of this surgery that was coming forward and coming closer and closer. Uh, I was able to just think, oh, this would be cool as a wish. And after a lot of thinking, um, I came up with something that kind of, I felt like really represented me and who I was. And while Disney and all of those things are such amazing wishes, they do make a wish. You really can't go wrong with a wish. They do such amazing things. Um, my wish was that the actor, Chris Pratt, so Jurassic World, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, my wish was that he would help me with the projects that I do for Seattle Children. And whenever I talk about my wish, the question I almost always get asked is, why Chris? Why did you pick Chris? Um Something that I think is really cool about Chris is, well, he's from Washington, so home state, you know, got to represent Washington. Um, he has a heart for children's hospitals, which he was very public about, and he is very open about his faith, which as a young kid, that was something that was, that was and still is very inspiring to me. And I couldn't have picked a better person. The person, if you think about Chris Pratt and all the characters he's played, he is totally them. He is so outgoing, so down to earth so funny and so kind and went way above and beyond anything I could have imagined. Um, my family and I got the opportunity to meet Chris um, in 2016 
and he blew us all away. Uh, he got to meet some of our medical team and we got to sit down with him and just brainstorm ways that we could benefit the hospital. And we, we made up our, our team name, Team Mac Pratt. And that was the start of something that, again, that I don't think that in that moment I could have really understood until after this happened. Um, Chris offered up the opportunity to go visit him on set of Jurassic World 2 in Hawaii. So it was a raffle type of a thing. And we ended up raising over $828,000 for Seattle Children's Orthopedics Department, which I I still don't even think I can comprehend that number. Like that is such <laughs> a huge number. So that was, and I just remember that first, the first day that the contest launched, I just remember every chance I got in between class periods, like, at lunch, I was just checking it and just watching the numbers grow by the tens of thousands each hour. And I was, I just remember texting my mom. I was like, are you watching this? Are you seeing how fast this is going? And I'm just so grateful for everybody that, that put in for it. And I'm so grateful to Chris for using his platform for such an amazing thing, just to bring awareness to those kids and families that are facing such unique things that you couldn't understand unless you were them and going through it. Uh, and so there is now a Team MacPrat Skybridge at, at Seattle Children's, which is very cool. And we are in the process of working on some things with the orthopedics department to get some more equipment for them, which is very, very exciting. McKenna, such an incredible, powerful journey that you've been on. And I just thank you first and foremost for just kind of sharing and opening up your life to uh, us here on the Juggernaut Podcast and all the listeners that are tuned in today. And so, you know, I'd love for you to kind of share um, just your mindset and how you've adapted over the years. There's one word that I've heard you say probably a dozen times already, and that is grateful. And it sounds like you're just, you know, extraordinary grateful, no matter what circumstance you're facing in your life. Uh, and and I know you've faced some challenges, right? You've kind of shared some of those. Uh, but can you kind of talk to the audience about, you know, just your attitude as you go about your day and, you know, the grateful heart that you clearly have and how, how that's really helped you evolve and adapt over the years? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I have a pretty unique perspective on life just because I have grown up in a hospital and, you know, I've had plenty of roommates when I'm in there and you see different kids that are struggling with different things. Um, and for me, it makes me very more, very much aware of how lucky I am to be as mobile and as independent as I am. And my parents have always raised me with the mindset that I'm not the victim in this situation. Like, this is something that God has blessed me with to be able to bless other people. And so to be able to use Larson syndrome and use my experiences to be able to bring light and bring help as in the best way that I can has been such a unique experience for me. And of course there's things that I'm going to have to adapt to, you know, I, I'm not the average 18 year old, you know, I, I can't, I'm not an athlete. I'm not, you know, as mobile as some of my peers are. And so just learning that it's okay that I have to do something a different way. That doesn't mean that I'm any less capable of doing it. It just means that I'm going to have to do it a different way. And it might take me an extra five minutes and it might, 
you know, take me a little bit out of the way, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be able to do it. And that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over the last 18 years is to not discount myself because of Larson's or because of the physical disability or the physical hindrance. And I, I, you said you've heard me say grateful a bunch of times. I'm going to say it again. I am incredibly grateful for the doctors at Seattle Children's. Uh, God bless them with a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom and a lot of kindness. And I'm grateful to God for my parents who have supported me in every step of the way and encouraged me in whatever way they can and helped me, even if they didn't know what they were, maybe they didn't know exactly what they were doing, but they helped me to the best of their ability and they are the reason I am McKenna and they are the reason that I'm here and I, I'm very grateful for the last 18 years. And like I said, I'm very grateful for this next chapter as I am headed into college and the real world. It's a little scary, but very exciting. So, yeah. I I love just the message that you're giving because so often in our world, people, um, you know, kind of fall victim to their circumstances and maybe don't find ways to adapt and get better and fight through and be grateful for everything that they have. I think that's a really powerful message for people to hear from you of how much you appreciate everything that you have and you see the value in it instead of maybe being sad or being upset or feeling frustrated at that. That's it's, it's very impactful. I really thank you for making that point because it, it reminds all of us to be grateful for what we have and, and look at that as a, a blessing to all of us. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, there are definitely days where it is just not going my way. I have had my fair share of tears over the last few years of frustration. Um, I'm thankful to God who's gotten me through it all. I'm thankful to my parents who have always encouraged that, you know, like, it's okay, get back up mentality. And I think that's something that is important is it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to fall down as long as you remember that you can get back up, you know? Yeah, that is so good. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just, as I listen to you speak, McKenna, I just can't help but think about, you know, the the great work that is done at the hospitals to help kids like you and many, many other kids that are in the hospital. And I, I just, I don't know, I'm just so touched by the fact that um, you're here on this call with us. And it's because of the donations of people that help, you know, fund, uh, you know, the Children's Miracle Network and the hospitals that are out there. And, and, and it, I mean, it's just a full like ecosystem of like giving and great doctors that help kids like you. And it's just such mm-hmm. an incredible uh, just kind of journey that you've been on. And I'm just touched. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for just sharing your story here. And I'm just hoping that, you know, the listeners that are tapped in today, um, that they they hear what you're saying and they see the passion and the grateful heart that you've approached just your whole life with. And, uh, you know, as we find ourselves in this, you know, pandemic and COVID-19 and all the stuff that's going on around us, uh, I think it's just important to kind of circle back to that gratefulness, right? Uh, That no matter what circumstances we're faced with and what life is throwing us at any given moment, you know, there's still things that we can be grateful about and appreciative of. And Mm -hmm. you're really highlighting that uh, today, McKenna, and it's just such a powerful message um, coming from you and the journey that you've been on. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. And like you were saying, I would not be here without the people who are supporting 
Children's Miracle Network and Remax because you guys are such a huge part of our CMN family and our four. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Ask my mom and my dad. I just came back just on such a high after that, that event. You guys are such a fun group to be around and I have never met a group quite like you guys who are just so willing to give. And I just want to take a second to say thank you to you guys because what you guys are doing is amazing that you guys are taking things out of your commission to give back and that you guys all obviously have such a heart for CMN and all of us on behalf of CMN, I can say 100% that we are all so, <laughs> so grateful for you guys because a lot of us champions, we wouldn't be here without you guys. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got to ask you, McKenna, what's next for you? You're a senior in high school. Um, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. You're staying home right now, obviously. I mean, what do you like to do for fun and where do you see yourself next year? You know, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> um, I don't know where I see myself right now. I have applied to seven schools. I have three more left to go. And I I couldn't tell you what my top pick was if if I if my life depended on it. They are such amazing schools. So I am anxious to see where the Lord puts me. But um, I am definitely enjoying the slowing down part of this whole pandemic. Um, uh, my family and I live a very busy life. And so this pandemic has forced us to slow down and enjoy each other and just get to spend time together more, which has been such a blessing. Um, but yeah, right now I am very into, I'm very into reading. You can probably catch me reading nine times out of 10. Um, I love to just hang out with my friends. I'm a people person. I'm a social butterfly. So any chance I get to just hang out with the people around me, I love it. You know, and I, then of course there's, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry. I thought I was just going to say, I thought for sure you were going to say that you were going to be a real estate agent because of <laughs> course, you know, you have such a love for Remax, of course. And uh, we Lord. think you'd make it a phenomenal realtor just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and now that you're 18, you can go get licensed and maybe dabble a little bit, you know, help the family out sell, buying and selling some properties in Seattle. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do hope to be, after college, somewhere in the nonprofit world, whether that is uh, with continuous expire, even I've thought about potentially maybe pursuing something with Children's Miracle Network if they have things available, um, or or working in the healthcare administration world. That's definitely something that I have a passion for: is children's health. So, um, working in that area for because for the longest time I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse practitioner. Um, and so things have kind of changed a little bit, but still being in that realm, I think I would really enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being a natural fit for you. I love the part about if CMN would have something for you. Um, I'm pretty sure CMN would make something for you if you wanted to continue <laughs> to partner with them. That's just my thought on that. <laughs> They're such a great place. Oh my goodness. I've gotten to go to their headquarters twice. And it is a party area. I mean, maybe that's just when the champions are there. Maybe maybe that's just when we're there. But, um, oh, my goodness, that whole staff is just so amazing. And I'm very grateful for the relationships I've made uh, and the friendships I've made through them. They're just they're such amazing people. So if you ever get a chance, if anybody ever gets a chance to talk to somebody that works for Children's Miracle Network, 
you should definitely do it because there are some pretty pretty amazing people working in that office and and all over the country that's the amazing thing about children's miracle network is they have so many people working remotely um so lots of amazing people that i've gotten to meet through them i i agree the the few that i know are just a lot of fun to work with and make it so easy and make you want to get more involved and it's it's fantastic Mm -hmm. Yes. And they made it. It's a little bit intimidating walking into like for me walking into R4. And um, I was the only I was the only champion there that year. And walking into that was a little bit intimidating. But, you know, I, I warmed up and it was it was like I said, such an amazing experience. I remember I asked um, one of my friends there, Adam, I was like, can I come back next year? Because this is a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, so. you, you couldn't tell that you were nervous. You totally rocked it. That's I, good. I, <laughs> I, I kind of one last thing. I want to give some ideas to our audience. So obviously you are the fundraising queen, of course, with how impactful you have been. What advice would you give to um, an agent or, or anybody out there who's wanting to get involved or find ways to give back, but it might be starting small? Don't all the donations make an impact and, you know, what, what could they do? Yes. Um, I don't know if I'm the fundraising queen, but I I have had a little bit of experience. So I would just say, if you have the desire to do it, do it. Don't let, you know, the whole, Oh, I'm not giving a very big donation. Don't let that stop you. Because like you said, everything adds up and it's, it's not always these ginormous, checks that make the biggest difference and while those are very much appreciated it's also the little things that come together that are really going to make the biggest difference and i would say for anybody who wants to you know get into fundraising may find for me how it ended up working was i found something that i was passionate about and i was able to use that into creating maxfire i was able to take what i'm passionate about into helping others so if you're passionate about you're passionate about education find a way to support children's education or adult education if you're passionate about sports you know it just it doesn't matter what just find a way to take your passion and tie it into helping others and I think that has been the biggest blessing for me over the last Mm -hmm. years to learn that I'm taking something I love and using it to help others which has been such an interesting thing, especially as you're going through like high school where there's a lot of focus on, on, I feel like the stereotypical teenager would say that they were thinking about them. And I would say, yeah, I, in a way I feel like I, I might've been too, but it's been able to turn into something that's not about me in the slightest. It's about the lives that are, being changed in the lives that are that are being touched by this and that's been something that I've been able to learn and grow in and I've been very grateful for that yeah that's awesome again I just want to say uh, you are leaving an impact on every stage every podcast every conversation every interaction you have with people is powerful 
And um, I just want you to know uh, you're doing phenomenal work in the world. And I thank you for the lasting impact and just the influence that you are leaving your mark, you know, in all of the communities and hospitals and just relationships that you're, you know, making at such a, at such a young age, you know, at 18 years old. I mean, it's such an inspiration uh, to just hear your story and to know that you have so much certainty about, you know, the difference that you're making and, uh, you know, the journey is, is hard. And I know that sometimes, you know, you face some challenge and you've had some tears, but clearly you continue uh, to remain grateful. I can see the smile on your face right now. I can feel it coming through the, the telephone waves. And uh, it's just that smile that will light up the room and continue to make a difference. So we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our heart here at Gold Nation for joining us on episode seven of the Juggernaut podcast. It's been an honor and a privilege. Stephanie, any final words here for you? I, I, am, I am grateful. Let's just say that. I am grateful for the opportunity to get to talk to you and to get to share your message with so many people that are listening because it just gives your message even more opportunity for more people to get involved because of what you're doing. And what you're doing is truly miraculous. And, and I really thank you so much for, for your time and for everything that you're doing. You, you do make a huge impact. Thank you guys so, so much for having me. It's been such a fun time. This is actually the first podcast I've ever done. So uh, thank you guys so much for doing all you guys do for Children's Miracle Network. Thank you to the Remax family for continuously supporting us. Um, we're very, very grateful for you guys, and we couldn't do what we do without you. So thank you guys all so, so, so much for having me on and for all that you guys do for Children's Miracle Network. I really appreciate it. Well, the feeling is mutual, McKenna, and hopefully one of these days we'll see you back at R4 when we can eventually gather again. So uh, yeah, stay safe. Yes. Stay healthy and congratulations on all of your success. And uh, man, you're going to graduate high school soon. So enjoy these moments and the ride and the journey because, you know, there's lots more to do in the world and I'm excited to see what you do out there. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thanks, McKenna. Take care. Well, thank you everybody for being here for season one of the Juggernaut Podcast. We want to remind you that the Juggernaut Podcast is all about helping the real estate professional get better because we know when the real estate professional gets better, everybody wins. We will be back for season two in January. In the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to us where you get your podcasts. Give us a like and you can check us out on juggernautpodcast.com. Until then, everybody, we'll see you all for season two. Thanks.